All right, we're live. Um, once again, I feel weird saying how you doing, Joseph. Been going for an hour. <laughs> We've been talking for an hour. How you been, Joseph? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We're here to talk about um, the sower and the seed. It's uh, Matthew chapter 13. Howsomever, before we get started, Joseph has a sponsor for us. I do. Smith Homestead. Uh, go to smith-homestead.com. Um, code TDR10. I kept it the same as uh, King's Council, just to make it easy on everybody. Very good. Very good. We also got King's Council. Y'all can use code TDR10 for 10% off there as well. That's kingscouncilco.com. I th- had to throw in the code. Somebody already owns k- kingscouncil.com. Which what is it? I have no idea. It's It shows a 404, 404 error. Where like, this does not exist. But somebody oh, owns some, it. Just somebody trying to sell it. Probably. Yeah. But, yeah, so – yeah, one of the one of the email addresses I wanted from my business was uh, owned and for sale for like two grand. I was like, yeah, you can keep it. Yep, yep. I'll throw the co on there. <laughs> Joseph's family just walked in the door. All right, so you want to say a prayer and then we'll get started. Oh. All right. So as everybody finishes, bang going. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here today, Lord, and there's been some ups and downs since Kyle and I have uh, talked last and done this last, Lord, but as always, your mercy and your grace has brought us together, Father, and I, I pray that we can reach out and we can touch somebody's heart, Lord, that, that you can touch our hearts, Lord, that Kyle and I can teach each other something as well as our listeners. And Father, if there's anybody out there that's hurting, Lord, that, that needs prayer, Lord, I ask, I ask that, you, that you put your hand in, in, in their lives, Lord, and you, you hold them and you comfort them and you give them healing and whatever they need. Father, thank you once again for this and everything you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray and ask, amen. Amen. So, sower in the seed. Um, Matthew chapter 13 is verses 1 through 23 for everybody that wants to listen to go read it themselves. We encourage you to read it yourself. We got, so Jesus was out with the disciples and it says there were multitudes gathered around to see him. And so, um, he went onto a ship and the whole multitude was on the shore. We just got done talking about the Sermon on the Mount. I imagine that Jesus standing on the ship, projecting his voice to the people on the shore, they probably heard him pretty good. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I live at the coast. I can tell you right now, you can hear everything out over the water. Right. Like, right. like when there's shrimp boats so far out, you can barely see them. You can hear the guys shouting back and forth. Really? From the shrimp boats. Yeah. It's huh, crazy I- how far... I can only imagine what taking your kids there, like they're going to be learning some new words. <laughs> Just some personal experience working on a boat. Yeah. Yep, they're gonna we don't go out there during the tripping season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he talks about the, the, the farmer. So he's, ta- he's standing on the ship, projecting his voice to these people on the shore, and he's talking about the farmer. The farmer, when he's throwing the seeds, so I guess the way they did it but back then, they didn't have tractors to go planting for you. So they would throw the seeds around – so that they could get planted and um, some seeds fell by the wayside where the birds came and ate them Um, some seeds fell onto rocks and stones so there was no dirt for them to fall into they they didn't survive Um, they were scorched is what it says and when the sun came up they were scorched Um, some of them fell among thorns so while they were able to grow roots and come up and sprout they did not have a good environment around them and so 
the thorns choked them. They did not survive. But um, one-fourth of the seeds, I don't know if it was really a fourth, but out of the four circumstances, only one of them is falling into good ground, bringing forth fruit. Um, and so that falls back into the – well, we'll get back into the – we'll get into the notes in a minute. But um, What notes? Then, yeah, what notes? I don't have any notes, <laughs> but just ideas, just thoughts. Y'all, we're both flying blind tonight. <laughs> it's gonna Pure be spirit one. of the Lord talking through us. <laughs> um, and then they, they asked him, like, what does this mean? And he says – he starts to explain it for them. He says stuff like um, – so I guess the disciples are with him on the ship, probably. And they ask him, why do you, why do you tell them in parables? Why don't you just give it to them straight answer? Like, if, if you're around a bad environment, you're not going to survive. Um, stuff like that. Like, if, like, why tell them about seeds? And he starts to answer them. He says things like, um, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So the, the disciples have special privileges. That's That was verse 11. The disciples have special privileges where they know what he's talking about, but for them, they have to figure it out. They have to get the Holy Spirit in their heart so that they can figure out what he means. But um, Right, and it's a lot like a pastor giving a sermon in a church. So they, you know, a pastor, okay, a good pastor giving a good sermon. You know, they'll get up there and they'll tell a story, something that happened in their lives or something to a friend of theirs or something they've experienced, you know what I mean? Right. So Jesus is doing the same thing. He's relating this. He's he's dumbing it down to the level of the people mm-hmm. so they can understand it even better. Right. You're right. They, don't, they haven't been gifted with the Spirit of God like the disciples have, so they need that. It's no different than an unsaved sinner coming into church on Sunday morning not knowing what's going on. That preacher has to preach to that person. You know, the saved, we know. But we have to remember there's people in there that don't. Right, right. Um, and then he explains, so he explains the, the parable. He In verse 18, he says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Um, and then he he explains like the, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, my reading level is so low, <laughs> like first grade. But he, he explains like when the people that fall by the wayside, the seeds that fall by the wayside, <laughs> those are like the the seeds that the birds come and eat. And then that's like the people that get swept up. They they were raised wrong, so they were raised to believe that God doesn't exist, and they just never thought for themselves. Um. And then the people, seed that falls in the stony, stony places, the same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy receive it. So he hears the word, but he doesn't um, receive it. That's like in Proverbs, they refer to him as the fool. He, he's not ignorant. Like Proverbs, we got the fool, the, the wise, and the, um, the ignorant. So the ignorant just doesn't know any better. That's like the person, the birds come and sweep up. And then, but the person that falls on the stony side, that's like the fool who knows better, but rejects God. And then we've got um, the, the thorns who, those are probably um, here at the word and the care of the world. So he hears the word, but 
gets but would rather do this stuff so he he knows god but he would rather go get drunk every day and he would rather do the things that the world does right this is a man of hebrews right um keep keep talking i'm going to come back to that point okay and then finally he explains the the seed that in the good ground that's the good fruitful christian who bears fruit as christians should do but yeah that's that's the the section verse 1 through 23 once again we encourage everybody to come and read it um prove what we're saying where make sure that we're saying the right stuff i believe we're saying the right stuff but make sure that you believe that as well um joseph i'm i'm, I'm <coughs> okay so, some time. there we go so and he appreciate that <laughs> so in hebrews chapter six um it actually refers to this parable and this is um therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of christ let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism and the laying on of hands and the resurrection of dead and of eternal judgment. And this we, this will we do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and are made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted of the word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away, to renew them again into repentance, seeing the crucified to themselves, the Son of God afresh, and put him in open shame. <coughs> Excuse me. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs met for them whom it is dressed, receiveth blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, for whose end is to be burned. So, I know I just said a whole mouthful right there, but we're talking about, you're talking about the thorns. So what it's saying right here is, and I, I've been asked this question so many times about this specific session. For it is impossible for those who are once enlightened, have tasted of the heavenly gifts, or may partakers of the Holy Ghost, have tasted, um, if they shall fall away, it's impossible to renew them again into repentance. So a lot of people's like, is this, is this the, you know, can you lose your salvation? That's the question I get asked all the time. And what it's talking about, it goes back to this parable about being in the thorns and the briars. And it says a couple verses down in Hebrews 6, but that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. So when your seed is planted amongst thorns and briars, the, the symbology that Christ is giving is the thorn and briars, that lifestyle, that evil, the drinking, the partying, the womanizing, all this. If you don't turn away from the briars, if you don't get away from the briars, if you still live amongst them, they're going to drown out the sunlight from God. Your seed's not going to grow. Your plant's not going to flourish. And you will not receive the resurrection. You will not receive repentance. And, and it's not saying God's not going to let you repent. It's just saying is usually those people do not bring themselves to repentance. So it's kind of a warning. So if, you're, if your faith's kind of shaky, if, if you're new to Christianity, you know, it's kind of best to put away all those bad people and bad habits and bad things that you were doing right. and kind of separate. And the Bible tells us to separate ourselves from them, 
be not unequally yoked. That doesn't apply just marriage, but also in friendships. So this this is a stern warning, you know. The 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 ones the seeds that fell to the sun and was scorched. Those were just the ones that heard it, but nothing ever penetrated. So nothing became of it whatsoever. But there are plenty of good intentioned people who come to church and they're seeking Christ, and they just don't get out of their old habits. Right. It's it's a it's you can't make a drunk quit drinking. He has to want to quit drinking. So it's the same way with a sinner. You can't make a sinner quit sinning. They have to want to stop sinning. Right. Or they're going to come to Christ. Right. Um, so there's my rant. Is that, hopefully that's not the only one of the day because we still got, we've only been at it for 10 minutes, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to rant for him tonight. I can do some talking. <laughs> um, okay, so the the seeds that fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. I think that those are pretty rare. The people that don't ever know the gospel. Yeah. Because I think that God reveals himself to everybody. Well, we've had that discussion on here before. I think we're all born with that, that divine spark in us that we believe in something. Right. Right. And so I wonder like, I don't know where I'm mean, going with this. I mean, most atheists will tell me, I don't believe in God, but I believe there could be something. You know, right. it's, it's kind of crazy. Right. But the thing is, like, I, I do believe that God reveals himself to everybody. I don't think that he would just let people go to hell without giving them a chance. And so I think that that's part of his mercy is that he reveals himself to people, gives them a, right. at least a chance to accept him. Right. And even the thousands of years of people before Christ – when Christ died and descended into death and hell, he preached mm-hmm. to all those that came before. So everybody had the chance to come to Christ. Everybody right. had that chance for salvation. Right. So don't don't be confused, everybody. The hell we're talking about is not the fire and brimstone hell. It's, we're talking about in, in Jew, Judaism, it's called Sheol. So it's like the it's like purgatory. To put it in more Christian terms, it's like purgatory, kind of. It's not purgatory. Purgatory is not real. I just want to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, so when I said about the, out of the four options, only one fall fell into the good ground and produced fruit. I think that comes back into like we were talking about on the last episode about the straight and narrow because broad is the gate where that leads to deception, but narrow straight and narrow is the way that leads to, to heaven. And few, um, and few there be that find it. Right. And so there are out of the four options where the seeds can fall. Only one of them is the right one. Right. So I think that's basically saying the same thing. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, and it is. We're told over and over and over in the Bible, and I said it before. I said, unfortunately, heaven's not going to be as crowded as we think it is. Right. I hate that. I hate the thought of anybody not being there. But right. I mean, come on. We can. We can. We all know at least one Christian that's not really a Christian. Right. It's so, a, and it's an uncomfortable thought. People it is. Are going to it's hell. very. 
And then if you try to talk to them about it, they're 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 the hardest to talk to because right. they're the ones that go straight on the defense. Mm-hmm. So it's what do you do? Right, right. What else? Where, so where are we at? First was I well, lost we, my place. I just talked about verse eight, but really we haven't been going in terms of verses. Okay. Verse 8 was the one where they fell under the good ground. Oh, um, and brought forth fruit, some in a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. I think it's interesting that he talks about the numbers there because mm-hmm. not all Christians are capable of the same stuff. Right. And so it's, I think it's common for us to compare, and I'm guilty of it too, where, oh, the deacon of the church doesn't have this problem or – the preacher doesn't have this problem. Joseph's daughter just showed up. And so that's why I paused. Um, but like we look at other Christians and think, Oh, they're such a much, they're a much better Christian than me. Why am I, why do I even try when really God has given us all different gifts to produce different kinds of fruit, different amounts of fruit by Joseph. He gone, <laughs> but God has given us all different spiritual gifts so that we can produce different kinds of fruit. I said it again because it's important. When we compare ourselves to other Christians, we are obviously we're not going to be the same because we aren't capable of the same stuff. We have different gifts. So, you ever seen a fat man move that fast? <laughs> I heard a loud crash that my daughter started crying. Oh, yikes. <laughs> but I've, I've been talking about spiritual gifts and how we're all capable of different stuff. Help me out. So... All right, so you're talking about the different quantities, and my phone's right. done blacked out. <clears throat> 100-fold, 60-fold, 34. So this is what I tell people. If I preach in a church, 30 people might come. There's my 30-fold. If Billy Graham preaches, you need a stadium that can hold 100,000. Right. So there's, you know, some people are gifted in preaching. Some people are gifted in teaching. Some people are gifted in serving. Some people are gifted in you know, in singing and praise and worship. You know, there, there's a gift that we all have that we have to accept and embrace if you really want to be used like God wants you to be. Hey, start studying spiritual gifts because that's what we're going to talk about next week. Spiritual gifts? Yep. You know, I'm talking about like Pentecostal speaking in tongues and no, 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 dancing no, no, no. in the halls and no, 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 no. Yeah, I already got the notes printed up. One sec. Yeah, he's already played the notes for this week. I know why you get your notes for this week. Now. Yeah, spiritual gifts. There are um, sixteen real spiritual gifts, and then there's sign gifts, which are only given by God, and then there's a special office gift, which is also only given by God. So. We got 21, sort of, but 16 that apply to us. Start studying. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Uh-huh. Good. After that, we'll talk about angels and demons. Cool, cool. I'll make you do some studying. <laughs> For the people listening, we switch off. So I take a, a week where we decide what we're going to talk about, and then Joseph takes a week, and then I take a week. We're just opposite. So that's how we decide what we're going to talk about. And sometimes we don't know till like two days beforehand. Correct. <laughs> but I yeah, what, so I think what's even like less than twenty-four hours beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're winging it fine by the seat of our pants. But um, back on topic, um, 
it's it's easy for us to look at other Christians and think, wow, they're doing such a good job. Why am I even trying? And I think that that is what he's talking about. Some 100 fold, some 60 fold, some 30 fold, because we're not all capable of being that perfect Christian that gets the 100,000 saved. Some of us are only capable of getting one or two saved throughout our whole lives, like leading one or two to Christ. So it we, we can only live our walk that God has given us. We cannot live the walk of somebody else. Right. Back to my example. I can't go preach a stadium like Billy Graham could. Right. I, I can't either. To. I can't even preach to 30 people. It's nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like pastors, like, Hey, just, I just need a 15 minute service sermon out of it. You're like, that's 15 minutes. Right. Right. Hey, look, look, I went through my whole spiel with you tonight in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to push another five minutes out of that? Right. Well, when I go to the Philippines, they always, which I'm not going this year, it's a bummer, but they always ask me, Kyle, I need, can you give me a testimony? Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't want to. And <laughs> these people are like, I'm never going to see them again. And they're never, yeah, be quiet. they barely speak English. But at the same time, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally, y'all, I have my daughter climbing all over me. She's adorable. I don't, I don't know how Kyle keeps a straight face. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> but uh, and, and, and it's 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 incredible. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Like Wednesday night prayer request, like, I've ever even raised my hand for that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's like ten other people that's gonna hear me talk. I was like, no, they don't need to know my business anyway. <laughs> right, right. See, my dad is the opposite of me because my dad runs the the opening in our church. So he's not a preacher either. He's a deacon. He does like the introductions, the announcements. Um, do we have any prayer requests that we need to bring forward? And so it's easier for me to do that kind of thing because he knows what I'm talking about. So he, if I have families that I need to pray for, I can just say, this family and he'll he'll know and he'll say they're dealing with this stuff like that but he also knows my weaknesses too because like he knows that i get nervous talking in front of people he knows that for me to even just say one sentence with where people can hear me is like that's a lot for me and you're broadcasting your voice to the world i know but like it doesn't feel like that right now it's It's like i'm just talking because you can't see any of them right exactly but when the eyes are on me i'm not a fan so it's uh and it's weird because like I'll get called up to pray before the offering is taken mm-hmm. and um most days like I'm sweating by the time I leave like it's soon, like before I even get in front of the microphone I'm like all right heads bowed like just don't even look at me heads are bowed now and uh but there's been times I've gone up there and just like nailed it like it's a Wednesday night service but it's really Sunday morning and my wife we get back to seat wife's like you did really good I'm like what are you talking about she goes all these people I was like I guess it's God he's just like blocking mm-hmm. out all these I don't see them right so maybe that's what it's like for preachers like they just like I know my preacher he cannot talk to you and look at you in the eyes he cannot do it really one-on-one conversation or preaching a sermon he will be like preaching to the ceiling it's weird and maybe that's how he does it because he's a really good preacher, but he just doesn't like 
I say that, but last Sunday he literally, the 60-year-old man, ran the aisles. I mean, he was across the down the aisle, across the back of the church, up the next aisle, really? across the front. Oh, he's getting too old for this. But he got fired <laughs> up Sunday. Yeah. One time a guy was in our church, he said, like he was preaching, and it, it was a good service. And he looked down at his son. His son was sitting in the front pew. His son was like probably 16, 17. And he said to the church, listen, my son is getting ready at some point in this service. He's going to get stand up and start running around this church. And when he does, I'm going with him. <laughs> about 15 minutes later, his son, you could tell he was getting into it. He jumped up and started running. It took our, that preacher one step to get from behind the pulpit down off the, the – this is like a two-step stage. One step to get from behind the pulpit down off the stage and start running with him. And then his son took a second lap. He, he went back up to the pulpit. He said, I didn't, I didn't think God was in that second lap. <laughs> but, yeah, it was – People run sometimes. Welcome to a Baptist church. Joseph needs to stop talking to his daughter so that I can stop rambling. <laughs> well, my wife left me here with all the kids. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't know if you've seen the door open a minute ago. She's like, I'm leaving. I'm going back to work. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault, y'all. We originally supposed to start this at like 4.30 in the afternoon. Nobody would have been on. Mm-hmm. Oh, we started okay. talking about some business stuff and everything. We get we got out, off out of control. Yeah, Kyle's new stuff coming up. My new stuff. I mean, we're just excited. We can't help it. Yeah, we got new product launches. Be ready for it. That's right. Both people listening to this are going to be ready for a product launch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to brag, y'all. I get to try it tonight. <laughs> yeah, Joseph has a Napoleon. It's a Napoleon. He has it first. Are you announcing the Napoleon now? I guess. We got a Napoleon coming. You don't get to know what it is, but you get to try it. <laughs> I'm going to make my announcement too. All right, let's hear it. I have a Napoleon candle to match the scent <laughs> of his shampoo. Yeah, we worked together with this one. He's got a we, candle that smells like my shampoo. We did. And and after I made the – I hadn't even smelt the shampoo. After I made the candles, I couldn't wait to get the shampoo. <laughs> Man, it smelled that good. It smelled good. I'm pretty All proud right, of so this one. This one's been the most. The, what? The, the Napoleon has been the most hands-on I've ever been with any of my actual products. So I'm pretty proud of it. Oh, I understand. We we hand make pretty much everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually, well, it's like the soap wine that's coming out in a couple of weeks. We're not hand making. It's handmade soap, but we're not the ones hand making it. I'm I'm happy about that. <laughs> right, right. I'm t- you don't know. I spend. No, I get it. I, I get I it. I spend four hours a night every night just pouring candles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets old. Yeah, I get it. I get it smells it. good, but it gets old. My house, you know, my house smelled like honeysuckles for two days straight after I poured them candles. All right, chapter thirteen. Well, my room still smells right like now. Napoleon. <laughs> I'm, I've been burning candles like crazy in here. My room still smells like Napoleon. I'll just send you a Napoleon candle. And we can just add to it. <laughs> just keep the smell going. All right, let's get back. <laughs> All right, so I'm just gonna go to uh, verse eleven there. Okay. So, uh, or verse ten, I guess. So. As much as I like reading the verses, I'm going to try to pull a Kyle and just summarize it. 
So basically, disciples come to Jesus and like, why are you talking like this? You know, well, what's what's with the stories? You know, because with the disciples, Jesus tells them, he preaches to them what they need to know, he teaches them what they need to know. But when he talks to the masses, he tells these stories. So the disciples are like, what's going on? Why are you telling stories? And Jesus said, because it's given unto you the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not. So what me and Kyle was just talking about with the Holy Spirit, the disciples have this. They understand. The, the masses of Jews listening do not. So what he says basically is, or he says in, in verse 13, I will read that one to quote Jesus Christ. Therefore speak I to them in parables because they sit, they seeing see not and hearing hear not, neither do they understand. So that's why he has to, but they just don't get it. Like you can't, right. I, like I, I could break out on this podcast in some of my theology texts. And I'm sure one of our two listeners would be completely lost. I would be completely lost. Like, what is eschatology? But, you know, it's, it's, so it's what the same. It? I'm not telling you. Eschatology? Yeah, you should know. I've never heard of that. You ever heard of eschatology? Mm-mm. It's my favorite subject. I don't watch TV. <laughs> Eschatology. What do I harp on most about Twitter? Don't Google it yet. Don't Google it yet. Get off the phone. The part of theology concerned with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul of humankind. Yeah, what I'm always harping on on Twitter. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, I'm I'm dumb, okay? I'm not smart enough to keep up with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've spent the last six years of my life studying for this so so what the point i'm making i'm not trying to brag on myself but the point i'm making is is the discussion i would have with another theologian is completely different than the discussion that i will have with the little old lady i held the door for at the bank you know it's just it's it's just that different Mm -hmm. you know me and me and another theologian we can we can talk in in the greek words we know what we're talking about and we can pull out the Latin or we can pull out the Hebrew, you know, we, we can go in depth. So the disciples could with Jesus, he could, he could give them the mysteries of heaven. And they also had the ability to understand. But right. if he had given those mysteries to the average person, they would have been so dumb to it. Right. That it wasn't even worth them talking. Right. Well, it would be like me trying to understand what eschatology is. <laughs> yeah. They have Google back then. <laughs> So, uh, where was I going? To? Did you move your computer? Yeah, I did. Okay. I was going to say your camera just zoomed down again. Hmm. Um, so, but this is also actually a prophecy of Isaiah. And Jesus says in the next verse, it says, And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which is Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive. So, you know, this this is just another example of Jesus fulfilling the Old Testament as well. So this this is a dual purpose thing. So as, as a theologian, we would we would go into the thought pattern, well, did God just put scales over their eyes and over their ears 
so that this prophecy would come true or it was just the people just really you know you see what i'm saying you know, is, mm-hmm. is this is this heaven is this divine that the, he had to break it down in order to fulfill that prophecy so i mean but you and i've discussed before weird things happen in our lives and it's, it's just a fulfillment of god's will so the right. prophecy is no different prophecy is just a forward look at god's will <coughs> so uh i'm sorry i keep coughing y'all it is i know most of the country is like under snow or frigid temperatures or whatever but yeah it's 23 degrees right now so everything's blooming down here in green with pollen it is the great i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it it is the great pollening that happens every spring so my allergies are all kinds of jacked up 23 degrees <laughs> i mean it's it's cold here it's like 57 outside that we're done all right see you guys next time <laughs> We wear coats. And, we wear look. We wear coats and toboggans at fifty degrees out here. So. Yesterday I was wearing a sweatshirt outside, a hoodie. It was thirty-two degrees. Now it's twenty-three degrees, and we decided to break out the coats. <laughs> twenty-three degrees. I ain't going outside. Not without the face mask, and I actually own a Russian fur hat. With the bomber hat, and they actually got one of those. If it's 40 degrees, that sucker's going on my head. <laughs> but we ain't used to that cold weather down here, y'all. Uh, so that's that's kind of you know that's kind of the whole thing. You know, right. Jesus gave the parable. The disciples asked why, and the rest of it of verse through 23, and and I'm not going to go too much into it, but. Uh, I was like, Kyle said, we want y'all to read, and I kind of don't think y'all are reading, so I'm going to make y'all read, and I'm not going to tell you about it. But it's more of Jesus explaining why. Right. It's explaining the the why, and then verse 18, he explains the parable that he talked about, which we've yep. kind of gone into. But yeah. And you know what's so interesting about, and, and I know we're going to do more parables in the future, but there are some parables that even the disciples didn't understand. Right. Right. You know, Jesus, Jesus asked him, do you not understand? You know, and then he explains it. And uh, so uh, it, gets, it gets interesting. So the disciples were not all knowing in the mysteries of heaven. Right. Well, the disciples didn't have the Holy Spirit at the time. Right. Which we do. And they gained after Jesus left. Right. After Jesus uh, ascended into heaven after the resurrection. All right. But you have to remember the Holy Spirit and, and not to not to devalue any of the deity, but was a replacement for Christ. Right. Christ Christ was the spirit when he was on earth for the disciples, but only to the disciples. Right. The Holy Spirit poured out. It was, was, uh, Jesus said, I I must leave so that the comforter may come. But I would argue that the Holy Spirit is better than having Jesus because when Jesus Jesus went, went to the next room, they didn't know anymore, so they they were right back to their old ways. And when Jesus was headed to the cross, only one man followed him. It was John John the Baptist, right? Everybody else denied him, like just because James. he was away for a couple minutes. James, James, was it James? Yeah. Well, everybody else, when just because he was away for a couple minutes, Peter denied him three times. Yeah. So, I would argue that the Holy Spirit being with us, because we have it all the time it never leaves where Jesus would go to the next room and all of a sudden they would be backslidden into their old ways. 
Right. And and I mean that's and another topic in theological cir- circles, and I've written papers on this. Um, the so Christ raised the dead, and He healed the sick, and He healed the lame, and after he left, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, and they were granted the same abilities, were they not? So, what people don't understand is the same Holy Spirit that gave the disciples, not Jesus, the disciples, the ability to raise the dead, to walk on the water, speak to heal the sick and lame, to speak in tongues, and not just Pentecostal tongues. I mean, you know, when they spoke in tongues, they spoke in one language, and every man heard it in his own native language. That was the miracle of the tongues. And But that same Holy Spirit that gave them that is the same Holy Spirit that resides in us. Right. So that spirit of power is within us. But I think we're so far removed from Christ, time-wise, we no longer have the faith to tap into the power that we have of the Holy Spirit. But we will have it again in tribulation. Right. You know, when the the hundred and forty four thousand the 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 hundred forty four thousand witnesses, and I'm not talking about Jehovah's Witnesses, I'm talking about the, the twelve thousand from the twelve tribes of Israel, they'll be given powers to to stop the rains, to bring plagues, to I mean they'll they'll have this power again, but for the Jewish church it'll be a whole new experience for them. For the Gentiles, we the Gentile church been here for two thousand years. The Jewish church is starting now. I follow it a lot, but it's beginning to build strength. And it's a whole new thing to them. Jesus is a whole new thing to them. For those of you listening, that noise in the background is Joseph's daughter. She's playing in the same room where he is. But yeah, he's he's exactly right. But it, it's something that, that it's it's forgotten and it's something that i think we can learn again take advantage of again i don't think we can but it, it will happen again the bible says it'll happen again right but but back to the thought you have that spirit of power in you whether you have to put the, the the faith to possess that power or not or whether you have the the, the, the i guess the will to possess the power or not that is still when you pray for somebody when you know in our church we lay hands on and pray over people mm-hmm. you know that's still the power of the holy spirit that's channeled through that and it's a power that all christians possess and like i said just not enough people take advantage of you know prayer how many times have i harped on prayer alone right For your, your prayer is your direct direct line to deity creator of the universe I mean, that's that, to me that's an awesome thought right yeah, I agree with everything you said. What else you got? Nothing. I don't like you not having notes. You don't have any hard questions for me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> next time I'll do better. <laughs> next, next, I slacked off a little bit this time. I've been busy, but next time I promise I'll have better. Brother, I understand. <laughs> I've been doing so much stuff lately. This whole committing to a so I've committed to a new product every month for 2020. And when you procrastinate until the last two weeks of the month to get that going, that, that leads to a little bit of busyness. 
So <laughs> March is I'm gonna have to be more on top of my game, but this time I I was off it, way off my game. All right, Are you All right, close so, us in prayer. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here today. Thank you for for our families, Lord. We hear Joseph's daughter in the background. Yeah, I pray that you bless both of our families, Lord. Um, God, I pray that if anybody out there um, touched by this, that they would be you would be in their lives and that they would reach out to somebody that they know so that they might be saved before it's everlasting too late. Um, God, there are a couple of prayer requests that both I and myself and Joseph have. I pray that you you know all about that. I pray that you be with them. And God, if there's anybody out there that's that's struggling that that needs you in their, their lives, Lord, I pray that you would you would intervene with them as well. And all these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Amen. We'll be back next week with spiritual gifts.